So you ready? Ready. Oh, we're starting. I'm ready. <laughs> so I haven't done a podcast, guys, in way too long. I looked at the uh, iTunes. Last one I did was in April, so hopefully going to make this a more more frequent thing. It's not New Year's, but hopefully New Year's or a, or a summer resolution, rather, is at least one podcast a month. Uh, today, Emma's going to be joining me. And our topic's going to be is, what is RX anyways? Um, if you guys ever listened to Chris Spieler, he had a really good um, really good podcast on that, about what is RX, stimulus, those kinds of things. And that's a guy who's been doing it for 10 years, I want to say. So he's been doing it for a while. He knows what he's talking about. That's what we want to talk to uh, you guys about today, those who listen to the podcast, what is RX anyways? So Emma, to you, you've been programming with me now for, I don't know, how many cycles would you say? I'd say at least six months. Probably a year. Okay, let's say a year. What do we, so when we program, what is the RX for you? Like when we program, like here's, here's the workout, here are the designated weights, here's how we're going to do this. Like, what do you program as the RX? Do you look at... uh, you know, do you look at the open? Do you look at athletes? Do you look at other gyms? What's when you when you're when you're thinking of a workout? What's kind of your RX? Uh, so I think it really depends on like what our goal is for the overall training cycle. So the last couple of training cycles we've had a focus on strength. So if we have a strength workout program, I kind of think about like Mike um, or or you or our top guys in the gym like Sean, Connor, those kind of athletes, and I think about like in this specific amount of time, what should they be able to accomplish? Or if Rich Froning was to come into our gym or Chris Spieler, because you mentioned him, if he was to come into our gym and do this workout, what would the, the intended stimulus for that be? And I think we kind of, we tailor it specifically to our members' needs. Uh, we're not a super competitive gym or a, a highly competitive gym by any stretch, but I feel like we're on the up, so... That's really my main focus is if I was to program something or if we were to program something and a top dog was to come in, I want that same stimulus for them to be applied to our members. So if the workout is a 20-minute AMRAP, so today was our Nate. So if a top guy was to come into our gym, they'd probably do each round in 30 to 45 seconds. So for us, intended stimulus with some scales and transitions, a minute, minute 15 would be a good, a good aim for them. But the bottom line is, what is CrossFit at the very key of it? It's constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. So that is the real big takeaway from what is the RX? Are you performing the workout with high intensity? Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're always stressing uh, mechanics uh, first, consistency second, intensity third. Not to say that you don't want intensity and that you don't want to bring intensity to when you're doing a workout, but the coach is there, and especially during the workout, uh, workout don't be afraid to stop the workout, listen to the coach, and, and take something away from that. I mean, that's, that's why uh, we have coaches. That's, that's why, why I, here, I, yeah. I jump into classes and um, get a cue here and there, because at the end of the day, there's, a, there's another workout tomorrow, Right. So be really careful about uh, the workout you're attacking today. And don't, uh, 
don't try to mangle it up too bad that we're getting to the point where you're not really getting reps. Um, but you can modify intensity in a bunch of different ways. It just oh, doesn't always sure. mean you need to have the most amount of reps, right? You can have do something faster, you can do something heavier, you can do a different movement. So yeah. what is going to get you Ben Bergeron? What is going to get you that 1% better, right? We're yeah. not preparing people to go to the games. Maybe in a few years we'll have some athletes who qualify, but you want to be able to run around with your kids, with your grandkids. You want to be able to not take any sick days. The most common reason people take days off work is for back injuries. Yeah. So your goal in, in life is, is to be able to move without injury or fear of injury and not strive for those two little letters beside your name. Yeah. Like your purpose should be, or your goal should be, did I do the workout as it was written or close to as it was written? And did I perform it safely? Yeah. And that's something, I mean, I, when, I, when I think about workouts, uh, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm looking at Mike, like what would, how many rounds or um, what time would Mike finish this in? And then, you know, I usually give, give a buffer and uh, scale for the rest, really. And um, we do have athletes that can achieve uh, the workout, excuse me, uh, within that time cap. But at the same time, uh, if they can't, then there's there's no like there's nothing wrong with scaling, and I think we really really need to need to emphasize that, you know, on 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 the on the topic of this podcast because it's not scaling. Like, I mean, if Matt Fraser decided to move to Ottawa and for some reason picked YOW, I would start being like, well, Matt wants to go to the games, so I got to make these workouts, you know, top notch for Mike. Uh, sorry for uh, for Matt, and guess what? Like no one's doing this RX. The only person who's probably squat snatching two twenty five for reps is gonna be Matt Frazier. Everybody else, like I'll probably be at one thirty five, like half that weight. Mike Friesen, uh, maybe like one fifty five, one eighty five if we're doing it for like reps, and that's that's just the way it is. So it's it's not a matter of like. Um, you know, achieving the RX, like it's cool to compete with other people in your gym. Uh, but at the same time, like competing in the class, like I remember one workout, just, just to give you guys an example, where my mom was scaled appropriately and I was doing the workout with my mom and we kind of looked at each other like mid-workout. I think it was like a 12 or 15-minute workout. I was like, you're trying to beat me, aren't you? She's like, yeah, I'm trying to beat you. And because we're scaled appropriately, we can have that competitive workout together. And I didn't really care that she wasn't doing the IRX. I still wanted to beat her. And she knew that she wasn't doing the IRX and she still wanted to beat me. So you can still have that component uh, in a class. If people are scaled appropriately and they're picking the right scales, you still have that competitive element. And I, and I think it's important not to forget that either. Like it's not taking away from the competition a lot of our members want in a class. But I think you also have to remember, right? Like, does it really matter what who, what X, Y, and Z get in the no, workout? Or does it, it really matter what you got? Because in a year from now, all the people that you quote unquote compete with could be at different gyms or could have given up CrossFit because they're injured or whatever the reason is. But yeah. if you're still stuck doing, let's say, a green kettlebell when you know you should be up at a red kettlebell so 24 kilos where you should be up at 32 or you're still doing a clean and jerk with 105 pounds where everybody else is doing 185 
well, there's something there that we haven't done as coaches to help you move along. So if you're right. always trying to push a heavier weight than you should, then, you're, then your body is not adapting to yeah. move up in weight or to increase its stimulus. So, I think that, yeah, what I was talking about was more of that, of that like short-term like short-term competition, right? Like, oh yeah, like everyone follows. And, and follows I think, someone. and I think, yeah, like in the moment, like that's what I was saying is like I didn't think about it in the workout, but I kind of keep an eye out for like where people are in workouts, and I try to pick like somebody to kind of okay, like I want to stay at this pace or I want to stay above them, and we kind of you know, obviously my mom knows me, and I know my mom, so in the short term that's what happened but we weren't sacrificing standards in the workout Mm -mm. like the standard was high we were moving as we should be moving whether we were doing it by ourselves or uh or a class of 16 um and long term yeah absolutely like the goal is to uh squat snatch 50 percent of your one rep max right now at 85 years old i think that's a pretty cool goal um you know i it's and it's and it's something that you know, if I was really, really concerned with moving heavy weight all the time, uh, okay, it's, it's time for like a one rep max deadlift. Well, let's belt up. Let's belt up and let's go. And if, you know, if I break my back, I break my back, whatever. Like I got a belt, I'm fine. But I've, I've gone away from that. Same thing with the snatch, same thing with, uh, with, with the clean and jerk, like the belt and the lifters are gone. And it's not to say like, I'm not trying to take away from people who do use a belt and who use uh, lifters, but- You have their, sp- their place for sure. But um, they are a, uh, and you know, it, it's, it's, they're helping you achieve heavier weight and without them, you couldn't perform that. You couldn't perform that weight right now. And they need to understand that too. So when I, you know, when I'm snatching my weight and you're snatching your weight, and if at the same time we're snatching the same weight, but you're using a belt and lifters, that's great. You know what, in a competition, we're gonna tie. But in real life situations, I feel more confident doing something similar to that movement with regular running shoes than you will. Like if you have to pull some weight off the ground that's over 400 pounds, but you've never lifted 400 pounds off the ground without a, without a belt, and I have 400 pounds and I need to pull that off the ground, I'm pretty confident now I can do it. I wasn't, you know, probably 18 months ago, but now it's like, yeah, like it'll, it'll be like, it won't be the best probably without a warm-up, but I could do it. But the person next to me couldn't do it without a belt. And that really took, you know, stepping back and realizing that my PRs were not going to be broken for a while. But there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I'm definitely a more well-rounded athlete, which is, again, long-term is what we're looking for in CrossFit, than I am then, you know, imagine like, okay, so it's a belt today, it's the lifters tomorrow, then what's next? Then what's next? Then what's next? And now I'm at 85 and I have everything on me in the world and I think that it can all come down to like you started scaling back your workouts and you started focusing more on accessory and not focusing on those weights all the time which is the first step in in understanding how your body moves and I think that one thing that CrossFit has that people are so blinded by is that that need to to 
to be better than everybody and always fall into what I call the Instagram trap. So everyone posts their good lifts, everyone posts their good movements, but nobody sees the hours of work behind the scenes unless you're injured, right? Everyone thinks that just because you scale something, it's because you're injured or you can't do the movement. But sometimes you're gonna get a better workout if you scale. If you've ever tried to do ring rows instead of kipping pull-ups, you know that your shoulders are gonna light up a little bit faster. Or if you do med ball squat cleans, did those last week and I even had to turn to Kyle and say, Kyle, I need you to run faster for me so I can catch you to keep my intensity up in that, in that workout when I scaled it. So I think it's good to, to take a step back and, and realize who you actually are. And, and a lot of it, as he said, like comes down to realizing who he was and, and being okay with the fact that maybe you're not always going to be your best or you're not going to be the best in the class. Yeah, and that's fun. And that's, again, it, it, it's not a, and, uh, but now, like, at, uh, like, I can't eat, snatched uh, 205. So five pounds off my PR. Uh, clean and jerk 265. Um, when was when we did the, that, you know, that, that competition meet? Yeah. Five pounds again off my PR with belt and lifters. Like, it's coming. And guess what? It's coming without a belt and lifter. So if I need to, and it's going to happen in a workout, you know, if I need to run four kilometers and then lift in a two minute window, you don't have time to put on your lifters. Like, what are you going to do? You're right? Gonna them. Well, you're not going to, well, I guess you could, but you probably won't make it back in enough time to lift. So that's an issue right there. And again, they, they have their place. If if you're going to compete and you want and you understand that you're competing, you're not training. So you're participating in the sport of CrossFit and that's your thing. And you understand that um, that's not sustainable because no sport is sustainable. Hockey, basketball, whatever, like at, at, at the highest level or what you're trying to do, if you're trying to push your body, it's not a matter of uh, if you get injured. It's a matter of when you get injured. Right. So. That's not our goal as a gym. Our goal is, is not to do that. And I find that without, um, you know, getting back to the topic, the RX, like, man, if I start warming up and I'm warming up towards the RX and I just like, my body is not feeling this today. I, I, I can now, you know, take a step back and say like, well, don't do it, man. Like CrossFit first and foremost has to be fun. And I'm going to make my workout fun so that I'm moving through it. So that I'm not looking at a wall trying to grind out strict handstand pushups. Like I'll do, you know, if it calls for like, I don't know, four hands or four strict handstand pushups. Well, maybe I'll do two strict and I'll do one wall walk or two strict and two regular handstand pushups. Right. Rubber, we designate the scale to be that day. And I'm fine with that because I'm working on my strict handstand pushups. I'm not getting the RX, but I, that's going to translate into me getting better at strict handstand pushups down the road rather than getting four, you know, maybe two and two the first round, two and two the second round, and that's it. Now I'm doing singles for the rest of the workout. And that's probably not the stimulus we want in a workout. Unless for some reason we've done it. I'm not saying we will never do that, but that, I'd say with 99% certainty, that's not what we're looking for. So Steve, then what's the RX for you? Because you mentioned, you know, you're – you you would feel comfortable scaling if your body's hurt but in the grand picture of things like if your body always feels great or whatever like what does the rx mean for you and why do you why do you push towards that 
What do I push towards the art? Well, because again, because we program, like if we're programming for Mike, and some things I'm, I'm pretty close, but let's say it calls for a, whatever, a, a 185 power snatch. Like I'm scaling that. <laughs> like, it's, it's a nice weight. It's um, like it's a heavy snatch and it's, it's not even a regional level snatch anymore. Like a, a regional level snatch for reps, like a power snatch I'm talking about now is like a, is like a 205. Like I'm going 165, right? And that's that's because I want to snatch more. I want to snatch officially. I don't want to press the barbell out. I want to make sure my elbows are locked. I want to make sure I'm getting under it. And uh, I want to come away from the workout being able to work out the next day. I don't want to be so banged up that it's like the next day I have to, I, I'm taking it off. Like my back is completely lit up. And don't get me wrong, like coaches... We're not, we're not, uh, we're not perfect either. Like we make mistakes. Like we were just talking before the podcast. Like I was telling Emma, we had that eight minute AMRAP of um, eight deadlifts at two seventy five. Eight handstand pushups, or is eight? I know it's pistols. Eight pistols. Oh, last week. And something else. Eight something else. It was eight handstand pushups. Eight minute AMRAP. Anyways, uh, handstand pushups are good. Pistols were fine, but on Monday we did six by ten deadlifts at sixty or seventy percent. But I didn't do them Monday. I did them Tuesday, and we had that eight minute AMRAP on Wednesday. Yeah, I got I got the workout right. Yeah, and so I did I did the deadlifts uh, at the firehouse on Wednesday, and it's yeah, seven rounds of ten at uh, for me it was like two ninety five. So that's that's heavy, and then doing the next day an eight minute AMRAP at two seventy five, and halfway through the workout I could not go unbroken on the deadlifts. And I told Mike after the workout I was like I should have went two twenty five because that wasn't the stimulus. The stimulus was to go unbroken on the deadlifts. Yeah, it should have been heavy, but it shouldn't have been so heavy that I couldn't immediately after the pistols get back to the barbell, take a breath, and hammer out the eight deadlifts. Because under, if I'm not doing deadlifts for four or five days, I could definitely do eight deadlifts at 275 with two other movements to buffer that movement. But I should have scaled back to 225. So again, it's not that we don't make mistakes, but, and it's not to say that it can't happen, but understand like if a coach says like, hey, did you do, you know, and, and, and no coach realized that I did the deadlifts the day before because we did the day, uh, deadlifts two days before. But to understand that back-to-back mm, -back deadlifts at, you know, 275 plus, maybe not the best idea. So, again, don't, don't think it doesn't happen to us, too. It does. But I would have got a better workout at 225. For you, what does the RX mean? Why do you strive to achieve? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anybody strive. Like, I don't think the coaches strive to achieve the RX. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I really don't. If it happens to be the RX, like Mike today did RX plus and Nate, because Nate, he wanted to work on strict uh, ring muscle-ups and strict handstand push-ups. I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there. First of all, I don't have strict ring muscle-ups. So <laughs> that's not happening. And I'm not working on like uh, strict handstand push-ups coming off vacation. Like I just, I just, want a good burn and I knew that I can do all the movements with that designated weight unbroken. Otherwise I would have scaled it. 
I had no problem scaling it if I had to. What'd you scale it to today? So coming after shoulder injuries, starting to reintroduce some movements. Did a ring muscle up and warm up, felt really good. Did my first round of two ring muscle ups. Uh, went into the second round and caught the first ring muscle up wrong. So I, old Emma from two, three years ago, or even last year would have pushed through and gone and maybe got five rounds, which is not what my goal was for today. My goal was to get 13 rounds. So uh, I immediately scaled to four ring swings because I knew that that would still work on shoulder strength, but wouldn't put my shoulder into a position that really it didn't like. Um, did the handstand push-ups unbroken and did the kettlebell swings unbroken. Um, so I managed to stick to my plan and I actually beat my, my, my score by, or my perceived score by, by two rounds, which was, which was really exciting. Um, but back to your question about RX, I don't know if other coaches feel it sometimes. Maybe they're a little bit more fit than I am. Uh, but I feel as a coach and as the owner, or one of the owners, that there is an expectation for us to kind of explain to people or show to people how the workout is, is supposed to be done, especially if we're the ones writing it. So I have been sucked into the, to the whole notion that, you know, I should RX this, even though some days my back doesn't feel it or my shoulders don't feel it, but I push through anyways. And in the long run, I end up, end up paying for it by doing an extra workout that I should have. Not to say that we don't do the workouts, we do all our programming. Uh, but the RX to me is walking away from the workout knowing that if I made a plan, I stuck to it. Uh, I tried my best in all the movements and I counted my reps properly. So those are probably the three most important things to me in the, in, in the, the RX. Um, but it all falls down to competitions and the open. If I know that I can hit movements in workouts when I'm counting for myself, then I know that when it comes time to step up to the plate and do the open or step up and do an individual competition or do a group competition or team competition, that uh, the work that I've put in is gonna measure up. And I won't get there by always doing the RX. So mm -hmm. I, I do scale, I try to scale everything at least once a week, even if I know I can do all movements. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, Again, it's nice um, getting a top score on the board when it's RX and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, and, uh, and I've told this story to a couple people when I started CrossFit, like, you know, there was a guy who we were, we were fairly, fairly similar with. This is at, when I started CrossFit uh, in Orleans. And man, like he would always get like four or five reps more than me or his time would be like, you know, 10, 15 seconds more than me. But when it came to the open, I'd beat him in every workout because it was judged because somebody else was counting the reps and watching the standard. Right. And so he was basically um, purposely, not purposely, who, who cares now? Um but his main goal was to win workouts, not to become a better athlete. And if we're, 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 we're talking about like, you know, if, if your goal is, is to compete, uh, just, just within the gym, like it, it's, it, it really doesn't matter day to day. It, it really, really doesn't. 
because um, unless we've done CrossFit for a while, and if you have to ask yourself if that was a rep, you've already answered your question. And I've done it before. Like if I, oh, that was close. That's a no rep. Because what am I doing? I'm just getting a little bit fitter by doing one more rep. And if I don't quote unquote, I'm making quotations with my hands here, win the workout, I don't give a shit. Like I just, I got fitter. I'm moving, I'm trying to move uh, the best I can. And um, it'll, it'll show, like it'll, it'll rear its head during competitions, uh, during the open, during things like that, where it's, I don't get no rep because I'm going to depth or I'm, or I'm you know, hitting the standard or, or my bars hitting the chest or my chin's over the bar, whatever, whatever the standard is, right? Like it's, it's really about working on consistency and the mechanics, then adding that intensity piece. And you can only, you can only add intensity when, um, when things are, are moving, I wouldn't say perfectly, but, but fairly close to it. Because as soon as you add intensity, like you were just talking about your workout, Emma, um, things start to fall apart sometimes. <laughs> and you think, oh, I could, I could definitely uh, maintain these three movements at this standard through the RX. And five minutes into a 20-minute workout, you're like, oh, my God, I have made an, a, a very grave mistake. And at that point, there's nothing wrong with scaling back. But no, um, for the next time, yeah, and listen, you know, and, and it's listen to the coaches because they they know you, they know our, they know the athletes better than you think. We know you guys. Just say we know you guys better than you think. We know what you're capable of doing. We know when to push. We know when to pull back. And I, again, I don't know about you, Emma, but I'll let you guys like I'll let you guys crash and burn sometime. And then when you're on the ground at the end of the work, I'll be like, so how'd that go? hundred <laughs> percent. Did you, did you maintain what you thought you could? And, uh, you know, don't, don't take that as like, as like us trying to, uh, belittle you. That's not what we're getting at. What we're getting at is, listen, you could have had the work, a better workout if you had done what we prescribed to you. We've been doing it for a while, right? Uh, especially like uh, me, Mike, and Emma, we've been doing it for a while and we don't scale you or we don't put in a scale to not let you compete. We're doing it so that you do actually improve significantly over the long run. But it is over the long run. It's not, it's not, gonna, like it's not gonna shape itself over the course of a month. We're talking, you know, we're talking years. So two people yeah. I want to I want to focus on. If you guys aren't regular six a.m.ers or four thirties on Tuesday and Thursday or five thirty fives, but Trev, Trev came into the gym scaling air squats. Sorry, Trev, for throwing you under the bus there, but Trev came into flight school scaling air squats. Do you have his permission for this? <laughs> and I for sure, and I've told him before. I for sure thought he was one of the ones that was going to do flight school and wasn't going to come back. But over the last year and a bit almost a year and a half because he started in December. Trev has gone from not knowing the beat swing to building on the beat swing to linking chest the bars with the most beautiful beat swing 
to mm-hmm. getting ring muscle-ups after the workout. He's not as the after-workout guy. To linking bar muscle-ups because he put in the work. He was not afraid to start from scratch and move. Mandy Frida, if you don't know her as well, she came into the gym with her buddy Tanya. Tanya's also made some huge improvements in the last year and a bit since they've been at, at CrossFit. But Mandy today came up to me and she was like, Emma, I hadn't been able to do handstand push-ups, and so I've done them every day at home since. And I got two strict handstand push-ups. And that, and that as a coach makes me so happy inside that people take the time to work on their weaknesses and not just expect something to just fall into their lap because they walk into the gym with, with a background in, in, in sports. And not saying that people who come into the gym aren't strong or have a background, but understand that, as Steve said, like if we scale you, it's because we know you. We spend hours watching you. We know how you move. We know where your breakdown points are at that 13 and a half minute mark of a 15 minute AMRAP or on that snatch. We know exactly like, okay, guys, like remember that cue that we gave you? We know you, so when we offer you suggestions, it's because not because we don't want to see you succeed, it's because we want to see you succeed, right? That's the whole point. Our whole point is to see you guys get better. And as you said, like, yeah, it's cool to have the top score on the board, but to be honest, I would rather see everyone on the board get a higher score than I do because it wouldn't make a difference to me. It would show me that our time and effort in programming and seeing people hit the intended stimulus is paying off. Like we love seeing you guys coming in, writing your PRs on the board. We also see you love, love seeing you come in and nail a new movement. And, and I think that over, over RX is, is, is probably the, the best feeling that, that you can have. Yeah, and, and the thing is too, is you can't, um, don't take away from the fact. So again, two, two ways to think about this too, and Emma kind of brought that up, is if people really want to get better, you can't do double unders once a week to get better at double unders. We may program double unders at the most, at the very most, maybe once a week. Sometimes may, it's sometimes, twice. <laughs> sometimes twice. That's an oversight. But if it does happen, we're probably not doing a skill uh, portion with the double unders. It's literally, okay guys, uh, if you have double unders, scale them to whatever number you think you can feel confident around and then uh, go to singles. But there's no real working on the double under. So if you wanna do double unders, like it's something you have to come to the coach, talk to the coach about it. And the way I got double unders was literally at my house four times a week, four times a week doing a workout, like a simple, maybe like a run or some kind of, or air squat workout with double unders. And it started with like five. And that's, again, like, so we talked to Mandy about, doing her handstands at home. You talked to Trev about putting in work. Like they're putting in the work to achieve certain movements. They're not just showing up for regular classes, but they're doing more work. Now, that's not to say that coming and doing an hour of fitness a day isn't going to be fantastic for you. That's fantastic to show up for your hour a day Hopefully, an hour, 15, 20, get there a little early, stretch. I can't stress that enough, too. Like, when you guys get there, coming off of work, and again, there were three minutes before the workout, you're stressed getting to the workout because you're afraid you're going to be late. You're getting changed as quickly as you can. 
you're probably not stretching something. Like we we we're not a we're not a young gym. Like I'd, I'd have to say our average age is probably around the 30 33 year mark. And I know I need to stretch most times before I work out. So you're not really kind of decompressing from the work day. Um looking at the workout, thinking of scales already, because most of you guys think about, well, what's this workout going to be like when you're talking to each other about it and also enjoying the community and then getting your workout in. That's great. Like you're still going to progress, but understand that you're not going to progress as somebody who has decided on their own to do more work at home, take advantage maybe of, of an open gym here and there, ask a coach, what kind of drills can I do? Right. So if there if somebody you started CrossFit with has has progressed to doing the RX more and more and more, it's not because they're getting coached or they're something different is happening. It's they're probably more times than not just doing more work or they're recovering better, which means they're getting more sleep or their nutrition's better or their stress levels are lower. Like these are things um, that they're probably working on. And for some members, they may not have the opportunity to sleep eight hours a night, 10 hours a night. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you need to do what you need to do to sustain your life. Um, But don't feel like you need to RX because the person who's been doing CrossFit the same amount of time as you or less is doing the RX. And that's important to remember as well. I put up on the board yesterday, I think, the 10 components of fitness. So if you ever want to know what the base of CrossFit is, is based around. So Greg Glassman says that fitness is in 100 words. So cardiovascular, respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. So there's a difference between training and practice and Steve can can throw some insight from soccer and stuff on sports specific as well afterwards but to improve your endurance stamina strength and flexibility you need to train those things so if you're frustrated with a movement that falls into one of those categories you have to train it you have to look for specific drills or ask ask a coach you have to train it for power and speed Okay, two huge things in CrossFit as they relate a lot to um, the Olympic lifts. So if those are the two things that you're you're struggling with or find you're having a hard time with, you need to train and practice. Practice comes not only in classes, but on your outside time. So with, um, as Steve mentioned, double-enders at home. I practiced wall walks at home. I practiced double-enders after I threw my rope at the wall a few too many times at the gym you get to your tipping point where you start to realize what you have to do at home. And then your others, uh, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy comes with practice, okay? So it's not just something where you get better at one thing and you are gonna get better at another thing. Yeah, because there's so many overlaps with things, but to improve in general your overall fitness, you have to do both both training and practice. and. I'm sure you guys have all heard the the quote, takes 10,000 hours to master a skill. Not all of us have done 10,000 hours to master, right? And if we wanted to make the RX, as Steve said, you know, a 405, 315 deadlift 
or whatever the women's weight would be, 225, 155 snatch and strict ring muscle-ups, for sure we could do that. But we could also probably achieve that maybe or maybe not depending on how much training and how much practice we put into it. And, but fundamentally, our body. You can't, you can't change your, your, your body at the end of the day even with all the, the training and practice, but you can do your best to, to improve it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I agree with all that. And I agree that um, training and practice is, is not a, uh, it's, it's also a moving target. You know, like we have strict handstand push-ups now. We didn't have uh, handstand walks in the open until two years ago. Like there's, there's always that moving target. So don't think, well, the coaches can do everything RX. Yeah, until we get to like uh, a, a, a competition or, uh, or something that, you know, it's like, well, we can't. So don't think the target isn't moving for the coaches as well. Because um, it is. It's moving for the best athletes. It's moving for, you know, for Matt Frazier. It's moving for Tia Toomey. But the focus isn't to be the best. I mean, the focus really, guys, and you gotta you gotta stick to that. You gotta stick to that pyramid of CrossFit where it's nutrition is is your base, then it's conditioning, then it's gymnastics. Which I I want to say more more or less it's body movements, moving your body through space well, right? So your push ups, your air squats, things like that, and then it's and then it's the strength portion, and I think we're. Uh, People are, are really, and this, uh, you know, you, you can agree or disagree with this, Emma, but I think people are fine with scaling gymnastics, but when it comes to scaling weight. Yeah, there's an ego. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing there. Like gymnastics, okay, bring muscle-ups or, or, or bar muscle-ups, cool, I'm going to do the chest bar, I'm going to do pull-ups, no problem. But if it's something I could deadlift five times and it calls for me to do a 25 man i i can do the rx so i'm gonna do it right and it's like mm, yeah but you got four rounds of that to do <laughs> and we want you to work out tomorrow because at the end of the day like let's i'll be i'll be fairly honest like what is the greatest what is the coolest thing about crossfit and i'll tell you what it is for a guy you, you tell me what it is for a girl what's the coolest thing about crossfit you go first <laughs> the cool thing about CrossFit, like literally, is I could play like zombie apocalypse everywhere I go. So I go into that farm boy, I'm like, you'd be dead, you'd be dead, you'd be dead, you'd be dead. Because I feel fit. Like I feel like, man, like I look around and it's like I'm I'm doing alright. I'm doing pretty good here. Like when I'm at the beach, like taking off my shirt, and I don't think I'm anything extraordinary, but man, like we live in a bubble in CrossFit. And then when we get outside and we see the world, we're like, wow, we're, we're doing something pretty cool here, right? And that comes from, again, if we just do, if we just dial in our nutrition, our conditioning, and uh, some light gymnastics, I'm not even talking like bar muscle-ups, I'm talking just like uh, ring rows, push-ups, even adjustable bar push-ups, and, and air squats, we do those things. And we dial those in, man, we're going to look pretty good. We're going to feel pretty good. Like the weights are fun, the weights are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, when it when it comes time to bench press, yeah, it's it's fun to bench press. It's fun to move that 
that uh, that heavy weight. But if we do those other two things, or sorry, those other three things really well, when we go to most places outside of CrossFit, like we're in that we're in that top ten percent for sure, and that's pretty cool because we shouldn't be, in my opinion. It's it's something where if you can dedicate, you know, an hour a day uh, to working out. And, you know, you have that 80-20 rule of 80% of the time you're eating pretty good, 20% of the time you're eating what you want. You know, things, things for the most part are going are gonna to work out pretty good. I think it's something that's achievable for most people, but we're the only people who are really doing it. And it's like year-round. And people are like, man, if, if, a, if a CrossFitter, like at the games, uh, did a diet for like six weeks, they can go enter any kind of bodybuilding competition. And they would do well. Maybe not win, but they'd do well. Mm-hmm. Because, but the cool thing is, like, we look like that, like, year-round. Like, it's not, it's not just, you know, it's not just, we, we don't just peak for something and then taper off. It's, for the most part, like, we're always building. We're always, we're always uh, chasing that apex, which I think is pretty cool. And if we think about that more for ourselves, and that's our personal journey, we tend to think less about the RX. I think the coolest thing, like a personal thing, um, is just how well-rounded of athletes we are. You know, my, my mom's generation, she's in her mid-60s now. Oh, girls can't lift that. Or, oh, I should go ask your brother for this. But CrossFit has really revolutionized, maybe this, this is more, again, from a female's perspective, is that it doesn't matter who you are male or female you move for your body and you move it well and you are just preparing yourself to not end up in a nursing home or to have somebody wipe your butt for you mm-hmm. right that is that is the coolest thing yeah crossfit is fighting sugar and is coming out with all these um research papers on on diet and and diseases but I think at the end of the day is you can you can take any body regardless of age teach them to move well and teach them to enjoy their life a little bit longer mm-hmm. right like yeah you don't need to chase the the big biceps or the 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 eight pack abs or the ass that you know you see in, in magazines like aesthetics aside crossfit prepares people to live longer, healthier, happier lives. And sure. I think that's pretty fucking cool. And, and the data is going to support that in the next 20 years. Um, but yeah, again, just that, and that kind of reminded me, I just wrote a note down here. When you talk about, we talk about the RX, like trying to achieve that RX. Well, guess what? Like we're not achieving the RX. Um, trying to think of the best way to say that. But none of us are the best we can be in uh, endurance training, in gymnastics, or in weightlifting or strength training because we're doing all three together. So let that kind of sit for a second. Let that kind of digest. You know, if you really, if we really wanted to be the strongest we can be, we would just lift weights because that would be our principal goal. We wouldn't we wouldn't care about doing a pull-up. We wouldn't care about uh, running 400 meters for rounds, right? If we wanted to be the best runner we could be, 
all we would do is probably run. And again, if we want to be the best uh, best gymnast uh, we can be, all we would do is, you know, two, three minute, probably less time actually, like working on skill work, skill work, skill work, positions. Anaerobic-based. Uh, Anaerobic-based stuff. And we would probably not lift too many weights or work out longer than, like, like I just said, one minute, two minutes at a time. So we're not doing those things. Any, like we're not training specifically anyways. So the RX shouldn't matter anyways. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. There's always going to, like, so another way. Like, I know I could be stronger, but if I just, like, fully focused on strength. But you did. did, Remember you fully focused on strength and how many strict handstand push-ups did you have? Or how many bar muscle-ups in a row could you link? Or how many ring muscle-ups did you have in a row when you fully focused on strength? Right, but I, I biased... A little bit my weaknesses and I think again now I'm trans we're talking a little bit into the sport of CrossFit because in order to compete there is a there is a level right I need to get there is kind of like that buy-in like and Ben Bergeron will talk about like if you wanted to be I can't remember what it was but if you want to be a regional athlete you need to be able to snatch 225 clean and jerk uh you know 300 or 305 and have a 230 frame so for masters now, for example, for what I found, there's there's certain benchmarks that uh, I need to have to be able to compete based on the competition, and some of them I don't have. So I bias a little bit towards that, but I bias them for maybe like five weeks, and then I go back to then I bias something else. I don't bias something for that long of a period of time because I think about not sacrificing other things, and I also think about. Uh, long-term health, like making sure I don't burn out and hate the sport. Because if you start hating what you're doing and, you're, and then you start, you will get to a point where you're like, you're standing over like, what am I doing here? Like, I, I'm really dreading going to CrossFit tomorrow. And that's not what it should be. It should be, and Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Shrews asked me the same thing sometimes. Um, it's like, why do you do like, you know, two, three, four units a day sometimes? Like, because I enjoy it. Like, whether I'm getting better or not, like I still, I just enjoy it. I enjoy seeing if I can do this or if I can do this kind of EMOM. Um, so for it's not, I don't do it because I, I obviously do because I want to get better, but I do it because I enjoy it a lot. You're not doing to prove anything to anybody. No, it's, I'm, I'm trying to prove it to myself, right? I'm trying to prove it to like, I can get better at something. Um, but we're not, again, getting back to the RX, like we're not RXing. Because we're not focusing on one specific thing anyways, so the RX shouldn't matter, right? Like, um, NorCal put out a thing, fuck, I don't know how many years ago now, but it basically had, you know, this workout, that workout, deadlift, snatch, uh, Fran. Percentages, right? And basically, like, if, you're, if your snatch is this, then your Fran time should be that. And if it wasn't, then you need to work on your Fran time. Whereas your Fran time was two minutes and your 5k was you know 18 minutes but your deadlift was only 315 for a guy well you need to work on strength so basically you can identify your weakness and bring that up to speed now again i'm i'm not for for the general public i'm not concerned about that whatsoever i'm more concerned about one is it fun for you are you enjoying it um because you're scaling appropriately you're sweating 
uh, you're enjoying the community and you're you're not stuck like man it, it's it's I don't mind like if I'm stuck in a workout I'm at a point now I've been doing it for so long that I understand it's my own fault it's my responsibility it's not the coach's fault it's my fault because I wanted to do this to this scale and I'm stuck because I couldn't uh, check my ego but for but for somebody starting it listen to the coach and we're scaling and we're scaling you so that you don't have that experience yet and you shouldn't have that experience till you're like three four five years into crossfit because at that point you'll realize yep it got me (laughs) and i didn't see it but i think also like if you if if you walk into the gym and you like the first thing in your head is oh shit it's a heavy deadlift but i can still do it right away you know like take a deep breath decide that you're not going to do the rx right like, don't get to that point in a workout where you're staring at your barbell or the, the rig or a wall ball or the wall for handstands, mm. whatever. You never, like, by all means, the open, sure, knock your socks off. Like, go hard, see what you can do. That's the time to really push yourself because that's the time you're competing. But every other time during the day, your gut will tell you pretty quickly how you're going to feel about this workout. And if you get to the workout and you're like, no, I want to do it anyways. And you don't meet the time cap or you don't get the intended number of rounds in an AMRAP or uh, whatever the intended stimulus is set out by the coach, then that's also on, on you as an athlete. Right? So as, as Steve said, like check your ego because that's the thing that's going to be holding you back from progressing long-term. Yeah, we're really good at programming. Uh, <laughs> we're really good at programming suffering, and it, it's and we can we can get people into a point um, where they never minute. thought they'd be. Sorry, forty minute AMRAP. Where it's like okay, like you know, like and again, like when I I just wrote something down too, like when we talk about scales, like when it's an AMRAP. And we tell you how many reps or rounds we're, we're, we're going for. Pick something that you feel confident in doing. You know, when it's like a 21, 15, 9 or like a 3, 4, 10 rounds. And we're giving you that that time frame. Like try to shoot for that time frame. We usually say like, you know, we're looking for you guys to get uh, these five rounds in 12 to 15 minutes. But it's an 18 minute cap. The goal is not to get it in under the cap. The goal should be to get it in in 12 to 15 minutes with that little safety buffer in case... Things go horribly wrong. Safe, in case something goes horribly wrong or in case you want to coach you up during the workout, you know, things like that. But it shouldn't be like, well, I got like cap plus two so I, and I got my RX. It's like, yeah, but you should have been going maybe three minutes faster than that in a scale because... You know, when you were doing those like 32 kilo kettlebell swings and we're asking you to do like 12, you did like sets of three and then put it down, sets of three, put it down. And again, that's not that's not the stimulus. One thing one thing I I, I challenge people to do sometimes um, is videotape your workout and have a piece of paper beside and write down, you know, watch the timer on the workout um, and say and pause it when you stop working out and then play it and then when you start working out again take down that time and see if you've rested more than you've actually worked out in a 12 minute AMRAP 
And if you've rested more than you've worked out in a 12-minute AMRAP, well, you haven't achieved the stimulus, right? You don't really, you're not getting fitter by resting in a workout. You're getting fitter by moving fluidly through that workout. Planned rest, like, you know, for example, today's workout in Nate, you know, resting for 15, 20 seconds before starting the next round. So there's planned rest, but I'm also working like 55 seconds, resting 20, 55 seconds. So I'm working more than I'm resting. I'm not saying don't rest, but what I'm saying is you should always be working in the workout more than you're resting. One thing I would add, and it kind of came up as like the cap plus, if we were to tell you, or if we were to program that if you got capped, you didn't get your RX, would that change how you attack the workout? That's, what you should, that's something to think about. That's something I think about too sometimes. Like, yeah, I could do all these movements and yeah, I could suffer through it. But if I was not to get the RX, would that change how I perceive the workout and how I do the workout? Mm-hmm. So just a few things to think about as you move forth in your CrossFit journey. Yeah, and again, I... I... Emphasis on fun. It has to be fun. Um, you know, when you're starting that workout, I'm not saying you can't be scared of a workout. And we're almost at an hour. But one thing I like I like to tell people is like, how do you know when you're a, again, I'm putting my hands up in quotation marks, quote unquote, a CrossFitter. It's when you look at anything on the board and you just shrug your shoulders and say, okay, and it doesn't phase you. It's not like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Or like, oh, this is a wheelhouse workout. I'm going to smoke it. It's just like, okay, because you're just there. It's just fitness. You're in there. You're going to have fun. You scale. You're going to go RX, whatever. And you understand that it's just a workout. And that's not like, it's not like you're RX in every workout, but nothing really like phases you anymore because you know, you know how to have fun within the CrossFit workout. And that's, I think what's most important is taking that, you know, thinking about that. How am I going to become better today? How am I going to become 1% better than what I was capable of doing yesterday? And take that into the following days, weeks, months, years. Um, so that's how people like, people have jumped leaps and bounds uh, in cross and Trev. Yeah, Trev is a great example. Um, in terms of what he was capable when he first started to what he's doing now. Like now he's starting to even do competitions, right? Quite quite regularly. Like he's just signed up for that one in Belleville. He's doing Valor, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. You know, like there's there are many more of you out there who have done huge things, but those are there's just two that just came to well, to mind. I hope you have their permission. <laughs> I don't like to talk. I yeah, like I I you know, yes, there are there are tons of people for sure. But again, like just think about, you know, think about having fun. I really want to stress that, and don't stress out about getting the RX. Dance off the beginning of the workout. That's my key. Yeah. Play around, have Anyways. fun. If it scares you, well, you want it to scare you a little well, bit, but. Well, I hope we made up for uh, not having a podcast for a while. One hour. And uh, hopefully more regular and uh, 30, 35 minutes max. Thanks, guys.